Welcome to the third installment of Random Business. I'm your co-host, Anon. I'm your other co-host, Spencer. And I'm the third one, Marcus. And today we are going to be talking about traits of a leader. So, Marcus, you have a couple of questions pertaining to what would be essential or what makes up a leader along those lines in today's society. Now, what were some of those things that you were thinking about? I think the if we go back to the beginning of, you know, are they born or are they made? I know this is kind of like a, a debate of sorts, and I think there's, you know, we've talked about this prior to the podcast, but I think, in my opinion, they're a little bit of both. I think you're born with the capacity to an extent to be a quality leader, but manifesting that is a choice and a demonstration of knowledge. But Spencer, you seem to have a different approach on on this topic. I I do have a slightly different approach. It's kind of, uh, in some terms, like a nature versus nurture. I I feel like anybody uh, could have the potential or ability to be the leader, to be a leader. I don't think it necessarily I don't think anybody is I don't think anybody at all is born a leader. They could be born with great leadership characteristics. I mean, they I, could I, be, I did say capacity to be a leader. I didn't say they were born as leaders. But that implies that some people are not born with the capacity to be a leader. And I think for the most part almost everybody has the capacity to be a leader. To it's an just extent, if they but, choose but to, to to be a great leader. That that's kind of the question we're we're uh, to, to be even a great leader, it just it comes down to basically, do they want to be a leader? That and that and that's part of the choice. Now, do they have the capacity to be a great leader? I feel like everybody has that capacity, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make that choice to be a leader or um, to even be one, or to be a great leader if they do choose to be a leader. So it's kind of one of those things. I don't know. I kind of look at it as the same approach of your IQ is kind of the limit of your intelligence to an extent. And I know IQ tests are very, you know, not accurate, you know, because they just, they test a very limited spectrum of knowledge. But at the same time, if you have an IQ of lower than like an 85, you can't do repetitive tasks consistently. Well, IQ, IQ, IQ is a little bit different than, it's not a, a limit of how much you can learn. It's a uh, limit on how far you can think. It's it's it it's a comprehension. A little, thing. It's a comprehension thing. It has nothing necessarily directly to do with uh, in, intel or intelligence. Yeah, but I guess what I, I'm kind of going back to is, I think it's kind of the same thing. Where if your IQ in quotations is limited to the capacity that you have as being a leader or the qualities that make up a good leader. I think we all have the capacity to be a leader, but to be an excellent one, I think you're, you know, you have to be born with a higher capacity for that because it definitely takes a, a type of person to be an excellent leader. So what I'm getting at it is, in theory, anybody can be a leader, but there are people with characteristics that excel at being a leader, and people that who do not have those characteristics that can still, in theory, be a leader, but just not excel as far as the. Yeah, I think that's a good summarization of what I think. I don't know. I think it's definitely a theory. You know, it's not it's not fact in any way or means. But, you know, it's just a different opinion on the topic. And for the most part, I can agree with that. That that seems reasonable. That was well wrapped up. The only disagreement I would have with the IQ thing is because I know personally I've met people this way is there are some people with low IQs they could you know maybe like a 60 or something and like we already agreed that it's not the most uh if they had a uh, 60 ins- they're actually mentally retarded you know that right okay just 
listen. He's exaggerating. So, um, but I'm just, I'm exaggerating, yeah. But it's it's one of those things, it doesn't mean, because I know people with low IQs, right? And sometimes it's because they lack inner motivation and inner self-drive. But that that's not an IQ problem, that's, though. But it is. No. Because no, in no, terms of, no, no, this is what I'm getting at. Okay. It's because it can be. Because listen, listen to this, right? If so let's say you don't really, you know, care. There's, there's, there are people out there that are slackers. They're, they're stoners. They're bums. You know, how, however you want to put it, and they're gonna score low on the IQ side or score low on an intelligence side because they don't care. They don't have motivation. They don't have drive. They don't care to better themselves. And that's something that can possibly be changed. Now, that's that's all I'm getting at is uh, that's something that, that can be changed. That and, would be an inaccurate and, IQ but test. But that's though. what I was about to yeah. say. That has nothing yeah. necessarily directly to do with their IQ and everything to do with how well, hard that, they actually goes, worked to present. But that's what I'm saying. Everybody has the ability to be a leader or even a great leader, uh, but there are more people that are obviously more geared towards it. Like if you've yeah. got someone like that that's kind of a bum, doesn't mean they can't be a leader. Doesn't mean they can't be a great leader. They just need someone to show them the right way. I agree with that um, to, an, uh, to an extent. But yes. it does mean that there are going to be more other people that are gearing, uh, uh, more geared yeah, towards being I, I a better agree with leader. That. I don't know. It's, so it's, what he said. Well, in, what Marcus in a sense, said. Yes, but uh, more like what you I, said. But yeah, I think he did a great summarization of that. I'm gonna have to censor that. Um, moving on to a second question, and this one seems very straightforward at first, but I don't actually think it is. What does a leader's work ethic look like? And I was kind of thinking about this because, you know, in my mind, especially in my early days, a leader was the person who showed up first, left last, and outworked everyone. But the more I've had experience with good leaders, mediocre leaders, and really bad leaders, is the good ones work just hard enough to push you, but never enough to make you feel incapable or less valued they never outwork you to the point where they make you feel bad they work right along with you maybe just a tad bit better to challenge you but they make you feel capable of doing your job with a slight bit of encouragement so in my my the way that you're presenting it you're making it only onto the the concept of leaders are doing the same thing you are doing generally a leader isn't he's supposed to be doing something completely separate well, well yeah now as a if he's trying to give you an example or something to uh look up to yes that would be the case but generally a leader is actually managing you he's trying to make sure that you are the best that you can be but he isn't doing your job he shouldn't be doing your job he should be making sure that you're doing your job well i guess what i meant is is whatever work you're doing or you know because sometimes leaders are called to do, you know, their subordinates' work because, you know, a call-out or whatever example. I think it goes back to does he work at a... Or she. Yeah, he or she. Come on. I guess for me, the way that I see it is someone who's incredibly good at being a leader never works at a pace or a rate that makes other people feel inadequate. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because they always, the good ones are the ones who secretly outwork you all day, every day. But when they're with you, they make you feel capable of doing your job with a little bit of encouragement. I feel like that's a characteristic of it, at least. At least they present themselves in a way that is... And, and, and one thing I would add, though, is we've used leader for actually technically what are three different positions that were brought up 
you have a leader, which in in my opinion is actually more of a a visionary. Like when you think about it, people consider great someone leaders. They're people. always leading someone in a direction. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have a mentor, which was also kind of mentioned. They're working alongside you, uh, helping you become a better person, which could technically be considered a trait of leadership. Because if you're a good leader, you want to you want someone to eventually have one day uh, to replace you. And then the third one is a manager, which there's a leadership position, but it's strictly for management. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. In, in my opinion, uh, again, yeah, like you said, the leaders do secretly outwork you. They seem like they don't, you know, work yeah. overly hard. But you got to keep in mind, the leader is not doing the same tasks over and over and over. They have so many other tasks that they're balancing out. Mm-hmm. And for me, the number one thing that I, I do think that uh, I think leadership and mentorship go hand in hand. I think mentor is probably the biggest trait of being a leader. Absolutely. In order to be a successful leader you really have to uh, mentor those below you because one day they're going to take your position. They're going to be the future of the company, future of the business, uh, future of the team, whatever it is that you're working yeah. on. Uh, so that's, that's in my opinion, like the number one thing about I, being a leader for the most part. I totally agree with you. I think, you know, Tony Robbins, the great, you know, life coach or whatever, you know, he says leadership is the ability to influence. And I think that's very true. And I think that goes exactly along with what you were saying. Yeah. Um, but I think how do you, you know, that goes back to the age old question. How do you influence people? And I think that's by being being just at their level with a little better to encourage them to improve. And I guess that's kind of going back to my main point. So in this specific situation, we're talking about two different types of leaders. There's You're talking about a cultural leader, which is the one that influences and then we're talking about an actual business leader, which does not influence, but what he is. They're the same thing. But, but, but no, no, they're not. But there because should be. Because a, a business, a business leader is trying to make sure that everything is running at this top capacity. It's running at top capacity, but in order to ru- run at top capacity, it requires, require, relies, God Lord, <laughs> it relies heavily on job satisfaction if and the employees ability. are not satisfied with their work if they don't feel like they're learning if they don't feel like they're a part of the team so they're they really are synonymous in order to have a top-notch company your employees can't be treated like dirt they yeah got to but have, that's not influence that's something else that's still no, influence. the ability to grow and manage a team is largely based on your ability to influence them in the direction or the vision yeah. that you have I, I think what you're you're trying to put them in two categories and i see what you're doing you're saying like a cultural leader it's someone who influences the minds and hearts of people in a specific area. That that's actually closer to the business leader. What you were referring to is you were coming up with you were saying that that they're they're leading us in a certain direction. Or that's what you're, leaders do. Yes, leaders a- yes. That that is that is a general term of what a leader does. He leads, he's in front. Okay. So basically what I take as a leader is someone who takes responsibility of everybody underneath him. Mm-hmm. Ownership. Makes sure that everybody underneath him is reporting back to him. He's getting all the information from everybody underneath him, listening to everybody underneath him, making sure that everybody is doing what they need to do and actually doing what is best for what they can do. So an example, if you're really good at technology make sure that he doesn't put him into an engineering field. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. I see what you're saying. Um and it keeps going down. It's basically comes down to management and making sure that everything is going forward 
according to together the vision, according now, to the vision now i would disagree with that only because in recent times if you look at um a lot of companies what they're doing is they're actually doing away with middle management mm-hmm. and they're keeping top management and they're empowering employees to make decisions and this is actually I mean, it may not whole... seem like it because a lot of your small uh, your smaller chain uh companies aren't really doing as much your local ones but uh, overall on a global scale overall on a global scale a lot of them have actually they're pretty much doing away with middle management they have your top your visionary leaders they might have a few semi-middle management employees just to keep a, a nice chain of command but they're empowering their employees to make the decisions because the employees are the ones that are dealing directly with customers on a day-by-day basis and they know what's best for the company so in this specific scenario we're talking about a little bit of two different things you're talking about how a, a leader makes all the decisions uh, you're saying that i'm saying that a leader makes all the decisions and that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that a leader a leader ends up trying to pursue the best for the employees and trying to make sure that they go forward together. So with that being, what I mean by that is it doesn't matter how many middle levels there is or anything like that. There's going to be someone who's leading and then there's going to be people following. If there's a hierarchy of followers, it, it doesn't matter. The leader is making sure that everybody underneath him is growing is going in a certain direction. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're you're applying leadership to the the person in head in charge. But that again, that's the question of do you have to be in a in a leadership position to be a leader? And I don't think that's true. No, you don't. And that's that's that goes back to what Spencer's saying. It doesn't you don't have to be appointed a leader to be a leader. Yes. It's it's purely the aspect of leading people yourself. Like, you don't have to have a hierarchy system to do so. You can have a, a workplace full of just same-level employees, and there will generally be someone who leads the other people. Agreed. And, but he still, he's, it's not necessarily enforced on him because he is not a appointed a leader, but he still has the responsibility as the person who is acting as the leader to push everybody forward. I, I see what you're saying. I got so you. people are still, quote unquote, under him, but it, they're under him because they're listening because to they, him and they're taking his advice and using that to progress forward. Yes, and that's the going back to the influence. He has influence on them through his abilities, through his wisdom, his knowledge on the job, whatever it may be. Right. I agree with you on that 100%. So I think that's a pretty well wrap up of that question. Yeah, let's see what the next one is. Does having influence mean you are a leader no 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 (laughs) well it means you're in a leader you're in a leadership position yes Yes. but that does not designate Mm. you as a good quality leader because being being someone who um actually if we're going to the definition of it it might not even mean you're a leader like if you consider social media influencers in some ways i don't even want to get on that right if we're going to if we're going to influence basically what influence does is it give it it makes it so that you can control more people but leadership isn't necessarily control it is managing which are two different things control is forcing someone to do something mm-hmm. managing is pushing people into the correct spot where they're supposed I to think, be i think influence and management in that particular instance are interchangeable 
Because you're coercing them gently to do something. Yeah, influence, influence. Okay, so yeah, influence and managing are go go pretty well together in that specific scenario. But if you have in, if you're using the influence to control the output of information, for example, Mm -hmm. for like media, that is no longer being a leader. That is no longer actually. a good trait it's actually manipulation of information and it doesn't help anything in anyone agreed 100%. except yourself which like i said a leader's job isn't to make sure that he helps himself it's to make sure that he helps everybody underneath him well, or I mean, everybody following him in there, from now on i'm going to say everybody following him instead of everybody underneath him but everybody who follows him those people he's supposed to lead them into a, a direction that will help benefit them and himself not just himself so the the for example uh i would not say that uh let's see like a a king a king would not necessarily be a great leader unless he's making sure that everybody underneath him including nobles and peasants are working in harmony together to progress the kingdom's worth I, I agree with that 100%. For, for example, so influence can help, but it does not, It if you're not using it correctly, it does not benefit anyone except the one person, and in the end, it ends up coming back to bite them. I think to conclude that, I think having influence does not necessarily mean you're a leader, but having the ability to influence is definitely an asset for a leader. Yeah, I was, I was mainly, personally, just getting at, like, you know, again, if you find, if you were in a... A social media influence position back to our definition of what we're saying leadership is that you have a vision so if you're just influencing people for the sake of influencing and entertainment you're not necessarily having a vision but that was that was a good wrap-up what's our uh, what's our next question here what does it take to be an excellent leader Ooh, that's a broad question that's think, a broad question but i think if we kind of narrow it down to characteristics of a leader we can kind of it's still broad <laughs> yeah but i think there's you know the top five characteristics of a leader Top five. I think definitely having a vision is one. You got to know where you're going to get somewhere. That's right. the definition. I would, yeah. I would personally would say two is mentoring because you got to have someone to take up that vision when you're gone. Okay. Agreed. Um, I think the third one is um, I th- I don't know how to say it in a word, a particular word, but the um, capability of working well with a diverse personality beneath you. I would honestly just chalk that up maybe to uh, to patience. Patience. Yep. If you've, if you've got was, different people from different backgrounds that can be trying at times, you just got to remember to uh, to be patient with them if that's what you're trying to teach them. There, there is probably a, a better word for uh, ad- adapting. You have yeah. to be able to adapt. Agreed. I guess would be a better word for that. Well, so those maybe, are two different things not, that are both necessary. They are, uh, but patience could refer to infuri- infuriating or aggravating employees and mm-hmm. or uh, or followers, and uh, adapting could simply refer to there are many companies with very diverse employees, and uh, you may not really understand the employee's culture or understand uh, what an employee is trying to say. They may have an accent, and you just got to be able to adapt mm-hmm. so I, I would think that'd be a, a better way to put that if yeah. that's what you're going for uh, so I think the next one is just the ability to communicate that vision right you know? I, if you can't communicate then you're Whether not I'd almost bump that one up to third because communication is key if you can't yeah, communicate I, I, your vision 
then I think even that's even second apart. place, honestly. Maybe second. Yeah. 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 So you, how are you supposed to mentor if you can't even communicate? The vision. All right. Yeah. So so we got vision, communication, mentoring, and then patience. Is that the correct order? So uh, well, patience, patience slash adaptation. I think. Patience slash adaptation. Okay. Yeah, I would say that they're about the same, actually. Yeah. And then I th- what, what would you say is the last one? Hmm. I don't know. As a fifth one, maybe uh, a work com- ethic, I, I, work or ethic. skill, knowledge, skill. I was gonna say something along the lines of uh, confidence and being bold, which could come from being proficient in a certain skill. Because I think uh, knowledge, we we honestly. don't want to be like the uh, the old master guy in the movies. That's you know he's he's a great leader. He's teaching you. He's mentoring you. He's got a vision, right? I I would say that that could be probably a fifth important skill is being confident or bold knowing what it is that you're talking about being proficient in a certain skill or a certain trade so what i get uh, so in, confident, in other words confidence without being overbearing so confidence with knowledge yeah basically establishing your credibility as why you're a leader and why you're here i mm-hmm. think okay. is, is important so so for our top five i think we've narrowed it down to vision as the number one you have to know where you're going in order to go somewhere communication the ability to share and grow that vision that you have Mentoring, taking people under your wing and growing people to appreciate that vision, patience and adapt and adapting that vision to the given circumstances, and then confidence and knowledge. Knowledge on why you're pursuing that particular vision and the confidence to know that it's something worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. Uh, the last one I wanted to to kind of talk about, and I know this is going to be a, a relatively simple answer, but I I think it's worth noting. What role does money play? And leadership. Hmm. Money is directly uh, connected to influence, I would say. But that goes back no. to our, uh, I, I would disagree. Jesus didn't have much money. Uh, who else didn't have it? Uh, Martin Luther King. You're misunderstanding my words. I'm not saying that you have to have money to have influence. I'm saying money is a form of influence. Agreed. You can create influence can with m- money. Yeah, yeah I, I was just like watching this TV show on Amazon called Paul Dark, and I think it's a great demonstration of this because in the actual show, there's, there's three main characters. Two of them are cousins, and one guy is a banker, and the banker actually has outstanding loans with both of the two main characters. And he basically controls them through the influence of money. So they can't do certain things without his approval and on and on and on it goes. So I definitely think money does play a role in influence. I don't think it's it doesn't make you a leader by any means, but it does play a role in influence. I mean, look at us. I mean, the Federal Reserve has more influence on, on America's economy than any other single form. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Money definitely has a huge... But it is uh, not necessary in the slightest it's to not, be a good no. leader. And if you look at it, most of the people who would be considered the greatest leaders of all time, you know, uh, just none of their leadership or influence was necessarily bought through money. Agreed. Basically, it, it might have helped them along the way, but it wasn't directly tied. You know, let's take Abraham Lincoln, for example... You know, he had a vision, and he had commitment, he had drive, he had motivation to carry out that vision, and people shared that vision. He was able to communicate that vision, Mm -hmm. going back to our five traits, and basically, he was able to change the hearts and minds of the American people, and uh, 
money helped maybe a little along the way if he had for for campaign purposes mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, but he but didn't. But it was not money that was a driving factor. It was him as a person with his leadership characteristics and his Agreed. leadership abilities that got him to that point. And it was Agreed. close. He actually almost. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He lose one. He lost something. I believe it was like a governor or something. He he lost senator. I think. Senator. Okay. And then he was very close to losing the presidency. It wasn't oh, yeah. like it wasn't like. He was so charismatic that they all wanted to want it. No, and I think I think Abraham Lincoln's journey is one of the greatest demonstrations of how to maximize your capacity to be a leader. Because you might not be born with the absolute best, and you'll never know unless you pursue it. So I think going back, you know, like if you guys have a business you want to run, an idea, or anything that you guys feel is something that you want to influence and grow that mindset, see if you guys check off those marks. You know, have a vision communicate and grow that vision bring people along with you who share the particular vision you have have patience that that vision will sit well with people and that it will grow adapt it to the given cause be confident in why you're doing it and be knowledgeable on your topic and you guys can you guys can create something that's fantastic you know amazon started selling books you know it all starts somewhere it starts with one step a vision that's yeah, Aperture Science started with shower curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just, you know, take that first step. You know, have a vision and, and play it out and use those five categories to grow grow your influence. And uh, I think we're kind of wrapping this up very well. I, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think, think this is a good uh, a good wrap-up point. Yeah, I think it was a I think it was a good good topic overall. Very very interesting. Uh, lots of points on lot of sides if we're if we're being honest here there's a little there's a little bit of controversy going on but that's but, uh, okay yeah in, in the end uh, marcus wrapped it up great uh, about all the points about being a leader what a leader looks like leadership characteristics um so yeah that was and guys if you guys have any of your own thoughts we'd absolutely love to hear them you know reach out to us you know uh our Leave, an, uh, leave a comment on the podcast page. We do have the ability to read those. Yeah, and if you guys are interested, please follow our Instagram at random underscore business 999. And there you'll have a link to our podcast and our email to reach out to us if you guys are interested. And you can find the email at randombusiness3156 at gmail.com if you guys ever want to shoot us those questions or if you have uh, possible podcast topics you'd like to hear about. We'd love to hear from you and uh, see you guys reach out. All right, and we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Peace.